0: Always love the oohs
1: and the ahs. Welcome to this very special episode of Out on the Paddock, episode five. My name is Rob Marshall, and what we've managed to do in this episode is capture the sounds of junior country week cricket recently wrapped up in Perth. An amazing week with some amazing results with some amazing cricket played. We want you to sit back in this episode and have mental images, maybe memories conjured up of Junior Country Week's past for yourself or if you're still currently involved, capturing the history that has just been completed. We're going to hear in this episode from players that have played in the recent carnival. We're also going to hear from coaches and parents and also a former Junior Country Week player who I reckon you might recognise their voice when you hear them. So sit back now and listen to Episode 5 of Out on the Paddock, The Sounds of Junior Country Week. It's great to have you joining us again on this episode of Out on the Paddock. We are going to dive into the sounds of Junior Country Week very shortly. Before we do, however, uh, it would be remiss not to to capture the the results of the carnival just completed. There was uh, actually two groups in 16Bs this year at Junior Country Week, and in the Division A of 16Bs, West Pilbara took home the title, um, and in 16B, it was the Wellington Cricket Association who were able to succeed in Division B of the 16Bs. In the 14Bs, the Division A, again, that was split into two divisions. The Division A was won by Broome and Division B by Peel. And in our 14Cs, our really young tackers um we had peel who took home the prize this year for winners of 14C junior country week definitely our premier two divisions are 16A and 14A the 16A's competition this year was incredibly even it showcased some of the uh, the most talented uh, 14 15 year olds Going around, and it was incredible cricket to watch all week. Very even competition, and you could have thrown pretty much a blanket over the whole of the competition. However, there can only be two in the final, and this year the final was played at the Wacker Ground on uh, on the Friday, and uh, it pitted the two teams that had uh, been the most successful during the week, the uh, Bunbury and Districts Cricket Association. And also the Wellington Cricket Association, and in the final, Bunbury won the toss and chose to bat. Finished at nine for 229, incredible innings from Cody Ryan of 64, and also uh, an excellent innings at a crucial time by Morgan Baxter of 56. Justin Marshall and Max Island both weighed in with two wickets each for Wellington. Wellington, in return, started really brightly, uh, looked like they could be threatening with a great opening partnership between Tyne Dodds, who made 37, captain of Wellington, and Emmett Templeton, who made 27. Unfortunately, uh, after the, the demise of those two, it fell away a bit due to some excellent bowling from the BDCA and uh, incredible pressure put on by Riley Stenhouse, who took the amazing figures of four for 15 off nine overs, supported by Tex McGuinness, who took three wickets, and Isaac Bedford, who took two wickets. Wellington dismissed in the end for 113 and the Bunbury and Districts Cricket Association taking out the, uh, the, the major award of 16A winners this year and a huge congratulation goes, goes to them, uh, their captain Jonah Lincoln and the, uh, the coaches, including dad, Andrew, and uh, a host of others who made an amazing impact with that squad in that um, particular competition In the 14 A's, we had two teams pitted in the form of Geraldton and Albany, and they played off um, in an excellent match also that went right down to the wire. Albany batted first and made 117, thanks mainly to Buddy Robinson, who uh, scored 39. Regan Christensen chimed in with 19. Uh, For Geraldton with the ball, Jackson Burns, three for seven off five overs, while Jack Anderson and Jack Gray chimed in with two wickets. Geraldton in return uh, were going along nicely, had a couple of wobbles, but uh, in the end, in the 46th over, were able to get over the top of Albany's score of 117. Geraldton ended up eight for 118 with... uh, A number of contributions throughout the innings, but Bruce Weston with 20 and Nate McKay with 17 were the most significant of the contributors, while Oliver Douglas for Albany chimed in with 3 for 15 off 9 overs and Elby Cowald also chimed in with 2 wickets. A phenomenal final in our 14 A's and congratulations go to Geraldton who were able to take that out this year. Congratulations, of course, goes to every single team and every single player, coach, parent, everybody who contributed in the uh, Junior Country Week carnival just completed. We had some amazing individual uh, performances during the week. We'd love to be able to recount all of them. However, uh, time doesn't allow. We really encourage you, if you haven't got your head into my cricket, seek out the organisation Country Cricket Board and you can look back across all the scores, all the results that happened during Junior Country Week 2022, including some amazing individual performances. There was one that stood out and we will We'll pick up on that in a few moments in an interview with WA Country Cricket Coordinator Andrew Hayes, who's also going to, in that uh, interview, explain a little bit about the week that was Junior Country Week, as well as some explanation around a few things that happened during Junior Country Week, including the process around the extreme weather policy. We also, in this episode, uh, have captured at the end, and we'd love for you to stay tuned right to the end, an amazing interview with... WA Cricket CEO Christina Matthews, who shares her thoughts on the importance of country junior cricket and in particular Junior Country Week and what it does for WA cricket as a whole. Before that, however, we're going to now dive into the true sounds of Junior Country Week and uh, we had our roving reporter out there, Rachel Norman, who was able to capture so many of the moments as they happened and so many of the amazing conversations that happened during Junior Country Week and those sounds. So along with myself and Rachel and the sounds of players, coaches, parents, also a couple of special guests. Just before we do, a couple of call-outs in regards to some important events coming up over the coming weeks and months. Our Belt Up Country Cup, our senior Country Cup is coming to a climax very soon. And on Sunday, the 13th of February, there are two matches. There's four teams that are competing to play off in the final at the WACA. And the the four teams effectively are playing semi finals um, because all teams are on one win each. So we've got the BDCA versus Albany at the Harvey Recreation Ground on Sunday the 13th of February, commencing at 11am. Try and get along to that if you're around the area. Uh, It should be an amazing showcase of cricket with some amazing cricketers. And also at the same time, on Sunday the 13th of February at 11am, the WA Invitational 11 will be playing Peel at Stevens Reserve in Fremantle. So if you're anywhere near either of those grounds on that day, grab a deck chair, go and have a look. You'll see some incredible cricket and uh, bring together a climax of what has been an amazing belt-up country cup already this summer. And then finally, for those who are a little bit uh, older than that and are hanging out, we will be uh, looking forward to our annual Masters Carnival uh, for the over 40s and over 50s coming up in April, commencing on Friday the 1st of April. More information will be coming out about that very soon. But for the Masters, uh, for the guys who uh, love that carnival, uh, make sure you start getting yourself organised now for Friday the 1st of April and uh, team nominations and information will continue to come out in the coming weeks. But sit back now and enjoy the sounds of Junior Country Week.
2: I'm down here with Tyson Bruce, who is from the Peel Junior Cricket Association. Tyson, this is your first year at Junior Country Week. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, um, going around Perth has actually been a lot of fun and uh, getting to experience my first one ever. Now, I saw you won against Northern by one run in your game. How was that? It was good. We won off the last ball as well uh, with uh, one of the players just trying to smack it. And they just missed a run out. It was kind of like the BBL final. Was it an exciting game, exciting way to end the match? Yeah. And in that last over, we lost three wickets as well. So how's it been um, with with the whole team as well? It's. I'm happy to make new friends as well and uh, getting to know a lot of people. Okay, so Cam Gordon, you're from West Pilbara Junior Cricket Association. Can I just give a wrap-up of your, of your week here at Junior Country Week?
3: Yeah, so... Uh, Started off, uh, we did a training session, lucky enough to have it at the Wacker on the synthetic nets, indoor and outdoor. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And then day one, played at uh, Richardson Park. Really good wicket. Uh, started off really solidly with a win. A few highlights there for the boys. Day two, played at Hamer Park on the synthetic. A uh, couple of T20s against Peel. Uh, first T20 against Peel. Won that fairly easily with the boys. And then we played Northwest in the second T20, and they got on top of us there. Day three, played Upper Great Southern at RA Cook Reserve. Really good wicket, really good oval. Managed to get the win over the boys from Upper Great Southern, which was good. Uh, then it came down to day four. Played Bunbury at Jubilee Reserve. Had to win this one to get to the grand final. Zane Goes and Elijah Bruins put on a fighting innings at the end to get us just over the line. And then... Grand final day, North West in the grand final. Really good game, bowled them out pretty pretty cheaply. They came back, bowled really, really well. We really had to fight for all our runs and just got over the line in the end with about three wickets to spare.
2: What would you say to kids back home, back in West Pilbara, about Junior Country Week?
3: Greatest week of cricket of my life. So fun, done it for six years and it is super fun. Get around the lads, get up and down, uh, Good fun getting around the camp and stuff. Yeah, highly recommend.
2: Okay, so I'm down here at Rosalie Park, and I've got Cooper Reynolds from Bunbury Grammar, but playing for the Bunbury Districts Junior Cricket Association. Cooper, can you tell me what has Country Week been like for you?
3: It's been a new experience. This is my first Country Week, and um, playing in a new team is like good to form some new friendships and uh, regain a little bit of form and
4: just have fun. I guess,
2: yeah. So I got Jay Hill with me from Cricket Northwest. Jay, just want to talk about your week, Country Week.
4: Yeah, thanks, Rach. Um, it was just a credit to the boys. So we had a we scraped together a twelve blokes from around the northwest region. So we had six from Broome, a few from Headland, um, Exmouth, and Carnarvon. Awesome week um, from blokes that came all around the place to come together and gel like the way we did um, this week was sensational and they're all a bunch of amazing blokes and um, yeah credit to them and credit to North West Cricket and the West Australia Cricket Council and everyone around there so for doing all the good work and um What
2: was the competition
4: like Jay across the week? Yeah it was awesome competition so well, obviously 14 B's and um yeah 16 oh 16 <laughs> so 16 B's so yeah every game was pretty tough you know every every team had you know good players great competition well coached well captained every every team so you know obviously ended up being us in West Pilbara but it could have been you know Bunbury, Peel were good and that so yeah really good but um, no credit to West Pilbara who took it out today they're a great bunch of blokes and really good cricketers.
2: Okay, so I'm down here with Noah who's with 14Bs of the Bunbury District Junior Association. Noah can you tell me a little bit more about your week? Um so country week, first country
4: week, first like tournament of captain. It's a pretty good job. Um formed some new friendships with different friends. Haven't been playing with much of these guys and it's good to know them and just do what you love for a week
1: with Andrew Lincoln, who's the coach of the Bunbury and District's under-16s team. Um, it's uh, about halfway through the match here at the Wacker on uh, the Friday, and uh, Bunbury are in a pretty healthy position, by the way. But, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. And um, how, how are you seeing Junior Country Week this week?
5: Thanks, Rob. Uh, it's been a terrific week. We've uh, very much enjoyed this week with the older boys, uh, as have they. And to finish off with the thrill of playing at the Wacker, it's just how good... I mean, it's a thrill for, a thrill for me, to be honest, but they must be so excited to be bowling out there.
1: It's how, how were the boys last night? Was it pretty, you know, sort of uh, quiet, reserved excitement, or was it yeah, full-on? Yeah,
5: no, no, it was quite reserved. We played the same team yesterday, so they're a pretty focused, determined lot. So I think they were... I, I don't think till we got to the ground this morning, they uh, got the enormity of it all and took it all in for ten minutes, but then down to business and playing cricket, which is what they do best, so it's terrific.
1: And for Bunbury, obviously, um, the opportunity to play in yet another final uh, for you. This is, what, your second final that you've played in with a yeah, 14 yeah, team a few yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, so, correct. yeah, obviously a talented squad.
5: Yeah, yeah, no, they're good. The boys all love their cricket and work really hard yeah. um, and have worked hard as a group together and, and set good goals and all that sort of stuff, so it's uh, terrific. They're the best prepared team that I've uh, been involved in. They take it pretty seriously, so it's great.
1: Great to have you on the, the show, Andrew, and uh, good luck to Bunbury for the rest of this match.
5: Hopefully three hours, we'll be very happy, Rob.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Cheers. Cheers, mate. We're here at Gill Fraser, and I'm with Matt Templeton, who is the coach of the Wellington 16A team, uh, who are out in the field at the moment versus Geraldton. Matt, welcome to the podcast. What's your uh, reflections on the week so far? We're midweek. week uh, What's
6: happening? Oh, look, there's, uh, well, obviously the boys are out there bowling at the moment and it's been, a, it's been a big week by the time we got into camp and all of the players from different clubs reassociating themselves with each other and lots of mateship going on. So, look, the reflection so far has been some very quality cricket. Every team in the uh, 16A comp that we've come up against have, uh, have brought a really good side, so it's been good cricket to watch. Can't cool. take your eyes off it. So what is it about Junior Country Week that you love most as a coach? Look, I love, um, I love the fact that kids get to play consecutive day cricket. You know, if you have a bad day one day, there's always an opportunity to have a good day the next. It's a good opportunity to learn to become friends with all of the, the guys from other clubs in your association that you usually go to battle with and you might sledge out in the field and they become your mates for a week and as you grow up, there's sort of the memories that you never forget. So but my, my, my main thing with that with our kids is to make sure that their they're mates are they're having a good time and that they're executing their cricket skills and getting the opportunity to do that up in, uh, you know, up in all of the, the, the top grade ovals in Perth. Great stuff, Matt. Thanks
1: for joining us on the podcast today and good luck for the rest of the week for Wellington 16A's. Thanks, Rob. Thanks very much. I'm here at uh, Gil Fraser out in Fremantle with none other than the uh, chair of WA Cricket, Tuck Waldron, where we're at Junior Country Week. We're capturing the sounds of Junior Country Week all this week. Tuck, uh, welcome to the podcast and what, what are your memories of Junior Country Week?
7: Well, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. And first of all, it's great to be here watching the, the youngsters playing cricket out there. It's fantastic to see. I have some fantastic memories of Junior Country Week a long, long time ago. It was really good to me. I, I was a cogent up boy. We used to combine with uh, Katanning and up in those days. And uh, I think I played three or four Junior Country Weeks. I just love the fact that I got to go to Perth and play pr- cricket on the big grounds in Perth play on some turf, not always but quite a bit on the turf. Uh, fantastic experience. And the one thing I found Rob was you played with uh, boys from across your region and you got to meet other young fellas and then lo and behold five or six years later you're back playing yeah. senior country week and there are those guys growing up. So yeah and great great times.
1: Great memories, Tuck. It's a wonderful... If you, if you were here right now, the sun's out, the, the sky is blue, we've got two ovals with kids playing cricket, loving every moment of it. This is Junior Country Week, isn't it? Oh,
7: well, and, and the hot weather. Yes. Uh, watching these kids, and what I noticed today, I love the way the kids are dressed with their... Uh, tops, and uh, they look really professional, which i well, I think's great to see. Uh, I remember some real hot junior country weeks is where I first learnt, I think, to wear sunburn cream, because <laughs> in that, back in those days we didn't wear it as much as we do now. Yeah. And I do remember, Rob, I was telling you earlier, uh, one year I had a pretty good year with the bat at Junior Country Week and we made the finals and I was really excited about the, the final. And typical, I made a duck in the final, mate. <laughs> but we won the finals, that was amazing. But look, awesome. it helps prepare these kids for their cricket going forward. Uh, they make a lot of mates and it, it's just a great experience for them and for parents who come down and follow them.
1: Thanks for joining us. Good on you, Rob. Cheers, mate. I'm here with uh, Andrew Hayes, Country Cricket Coordinator for W.A. Cricket, and uh, it's um, it's a thrill to have Andrew on the podcast. He's a regular these days, but uh, he's the he's the he's one of the major driving forces behind Junior Country Week, and all week we've been capturing the sounds of Junior Country Week, and it'd be really remiss of us not to capture your voice, Andrew,
0: so welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks very much for having me again, Rob. It's always a pleasure to, um, to talk to all the people out in country cricket.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and we've got uh, plenty tuning in to the podcast these days. Mostly this week we've been capturing the sounds of Junior Country Week. How has Junior Country Week gone from your perspective? I I know the the burden, the the heavy load you carry each uh, year. Has it been an enjoyable week for you or is it one of those weeks that you just got to go head down, bum up and go for it? Well,
0: it's a bit of both. Um, uh, Yeah, look, certainly head down, bum up is uh, is a way I operate um, over this week and also next week with Senior Country Week. But um, as I often tell anyone who asks me, it's also the favourite part of my job. Um, You know, as we're talking, as you're talking to me now, um, we're looking out, we're in the Kim Hughes room here at the WACA, we're looking out over a blue sky, Mm -hmm. not too hot, Mm -hmm. not too cold, Mm -hmm. um, and two teams really having a great time. And um, if I reflect back on the week and um, my journeys around the ground, um, I think today pretty much captures it. It's been a really, really good week. Um, We've had some great weather and we've had some great cricket. It's been really good. And has there been sort of any sort of standout
1: moments for you that you've come across this week? Not necessarily, you know, kids have scored hundreds or whatever, but have you seen, you know, some things that, you know, maybe some kids have done or you've heard of some events where teams have excelled where they didn't necessarily think they would?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, look, there's so, many, there's so many different things. I mean, obviously, we did have um, we had a player who scored a double century yeah, uh, in this carnival and he also made 100. Um, and he's from Broome, uh, Lockie Famlonga. Um mm-hmm. So it always pleases me to see um, those Northwest teams that have really been on a journey over the last couple of years to to um, build cricket up. So it's good to see those kids come through. Um, I suppose the biggest thing that's really jumped out for me is um, how um, how all the teams have got around each other. Yeah, I've seen a lot of. Um, A lot of really tight groups when wickets have fallen, you know, players with arms around each other, there's been a lot of back-slapping and encouraging and those sorts of things. And, you know, that even extends to batters who are walking off, um, you know, whether they've scored um, one or none. You know, their their teammates are clapping them and and it's just really good to see. And, um, you know, I'm also quietly um, pleased to see, you know, Wellington and Bunbury playing off in the 16s. You know, I think it's a really good reflection of some of the work that's been done in the southwest and in in, in um, pathway cricket. And um, to have a Bunbury derby going on today um, is another highlight for me. Yeah. Yeah. Great call out Bunbury derby. It's it's uh, kind of like part B of a 14A
1: final that was two years ago that uh, Wellington got over the line. But uh, as we go to Go to air with this. Uh, Bunbury are probably in the prime position, but we'll see. Wellington uh, have got a little bit of work ahead of them—230 runs to chase down. But finally, Andrew, just just so um, you know, the listeners can get a bit of an idea as well. Those tuning in, you mentioned weather before. Occasionally, we do have some challenges around weather, and yep. in, in particular, earlier this week, we had you know, a day that was forecast 37 um, and, and got to 37. Um, just maybe a quick explanation
0: as to how we arrive at dealing with the, that extreme weather policy that we have yeah look re- really good question Rob and you know th- this is something that we, we do need to get out there yeah. um, we have received a little bit of criticism from some quarters um, from earlier in the week but mm-hmm. just a couple of things I you know I, 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 are really important to me is number one it's absolute it's an absolute no-brainer not to have some sort of extreme weather policy yeah um, you know especially these days um, It's not like the olden days. I mean, these kids that are coming up are playing a lot of cricket back home and we're expecting them to play five days uh, in Perth. And, you know, uh, you you talk about the kids from Albany, you know, um, it's not their fault that they live in that environment um, where, you know, 29 is going to cause them some dramas. And... um, that being said, you know, we've got the kids from Broome and Caratha. you know, 50 degrees this week. <laughs> yeah. But um, first and foremost, I want to make it pretty clear that we need to have an extreme weather policy. And then secondly, we need to have um, a process that's consistent um, and that it's easy to follow. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not easy to say, well, it's, um, it's warmer over at Scarborough than it is, at, say, in, in Midland. Um, you've got to have something that's fair. Um, if you have different rules for different venues, it affects the integrity um, of the competition. Um, in terms of how we make a decision as to whether we reduce overs or, or change games format, um, Australian cricketers have provided us with um, a tool um, that takes into account um, temperature or air temperature, humidity, wind speed, and cloud cover. And um, we use the uh, the, the uh, Bomb Weather site, the detailed <laughs> forecast. And we take a time during the day where we expecting our kids to be playing, and we use those and we type those those that information in, and uh, in a um, simplistic way, it spits out a result and it tells us what we need to do. And we follow that and we yep. um, we get that out there. And, um, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday this week, we plays, played under Phase 1, which is just a reduction in, in 10 overs. And um, whilst we had a little bit of criticism... Um, I think in the main, people were happy, especially yeah. um, those that, you know, it's a long week, five days yeah. in a row. They're probably feeling a little bit better today yep. than um, they would have uh, been. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And
1: and I want to assure those who perhaps are listening in that are intrigued by this process, uh, common sense does come into play. We try wherever we can to ensure that um, a ridiculous decision that is is spat out, as you put it, um, yep. isn't always adhered to. But in this case, this week, um, the decision-making process Processes were very firm. They were very sound, and they were the right ones. There was a pivot. I know at um, on day two because it was looking a little bit similar-ish, but turned out to be a
0: little bit cooler. And 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 so some common sense came into play, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, the under fourteen C's, you know, under phase one, as a rule stand at the moment, they had um, basically twenty overs taken out of their game, and um, you know, the temperature was going to be a little bit cooler um, on that Wednesday. So we decided instead of um, reducing it by ten overs each, we, we knocked it back to five. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to be flexible, and we, and we do want some common sense to yep. to apply. But um, again, we, you know we need to have a consistent um, tool and a consistent process so yep. that the integrity of the competition is maintained. That's yep. the most important thing, and yep. the health and safety of everyone's um, the most important thing. Is number one.
1: Absolutely, yep. a- absolutely number one. Well, Hazy, thanks again, mate, for all you've done for Junior Country Week this week. Uh, I know you got, <laughs> you're got you back into Senior Country Week yeah. next week. Uh, there's lots happening in your world at this time. I'm amazed at how you do it all. I truly am. But uh, most first and foremost, mate, on behalf of WA Country Cricket, thank you for all that you do and uh, uh, greatly appreciate it.
0: No, I appreciate it, Rob. And as I said, I love my
1: job. Yeah. I, I really do. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. I'm here at the Wacker Ground with um, CEO Christina Matthews, and uh, it's fantastic to be here. We're here on the day of the uh, Junior Country Week final between Bunbury and uh, Wellington. Uh, exciting game going out on on the, the holy grail of uh, cricket for country players in particular. Chris, uh, welcome to Out on the Paddock, and thanks for joining us.
8: Thank you very much. Happy to be here.
1: Chris, um, first of all, uh, obviously uh, you're your lens goes across all parts of WA cricket, but ha- how important is WA junior cricket in in the uh, WA cricket space, do you think?
8: Well, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, quite clear that if you don't have juniors continuing to play and growing your junior base, you end up not having a sport. Yes. Um, uh, but also, um, junior cricket is so important for our communities and for the families, and um, whilst we most times talk about it as the impact it has, you know, at the top end of the game, the really important and the great opportunity cricket has is to create strong communities.
1: Yes, and in particular with a uh, sort of thinking around country cricket, junior cricket out in those communities, especially, you know, in places uh, remote and the Wheatbelt and um, deep parts of the Great Southern, you're absolutely right. You know, without junior cricket, um, we don't have senior cricket, for mm-hmm. a start, um, but also that communal aspect of it. You know, the parents come down and put the deck chairs around the ground and uh, everybody gets involved with the club. It's a, such a big thing. So to be able to bring all the kids here to Perth and play uh, Junior Country Week each year is is still clearly a, a high on the agenda of WA cricket to, to support.
8: Yeah, look, I, I think it's, uh, it's an amazing thing that um, at this time of year, every year, um, all the country um, people come yep. for Junior Country Week and yep. Sen- Senior Country Week and we can assist um, in um, managing the grounds, supplying the grounds a- and then um, culminating in games here at the Wacker Ground um, which is um, you know, it's really important for the Wacker Ground to stay connected to people. Yeah. Not to just be a stadium yep. but be somewhere people want to be part of.
1: Yeah. So in regards to that, obviously, there's a, a really big program going on in relation to the redevelopment of yeah. the WACA ground. Yeah. Uh, do you want to sort of tell our listeners a little bit about what's where that's at at this stage?
8: Yeah, so the, um, the whole northern side of the ground, so um, if, if people have a vision of the, the WACA from the practice nets all the way around to the Barry Sheppard gates at gate 6 will be demolished and um, be rebuilt um, with... Um, Uh, really world-leading cricket facilities, a 10-lane indoor indoor centre with full elite male bowl and run-ups, a um, gym for all our squads, uh, good medical facilities and um, dressing rooms for both our men's and women's teams and then new match day dressing rooms as well. On top of that, we've got a lot of things for the general public and the broader community. There'll be a cafe here, a function centre, a, a full aquatic facility with water slides, splash pads, indoor learn-to-swim pool and 50-metre outdoor pool. Um, we'll even have a childcare centre. And um, we'll also have a, a public sports medicine and rehabilitation clinic, um, which is great for the area. But um, as importantly, for matches like today when we've got a game going on, There's on-site medical help if required um, for our sports people.
1: Yeah, yeah. And obviously for that to happen, um, money comes into play and there's a number of initiatives that have been created to help communities support that. Um, one that's about to be released or will be released by the time uh, we probably hear this, is uh, uh, the Pledge of Picket program. Yeah. And do um, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that?
8: Yeah, so the, the redevelopment is a $115 million project yeah. uh, of which the um, uh, the WACA um, itself needs to contribute uh, at least $11 million sure. to. Yeah. So we've got a number of initiatives. We're launching on Monday to the general public our Pledge of Picket campaign, mm-hmm. which provides the opportunity for people to go onto the pledgepicket.com.au um, website, purchase a picket um, uh, with just their name on it, if they like, yep. um, that will go on the picket fence um, for 10 years yep. and uh, will contribute to the development of the ground as it is. Now, the program does have four opportunities: it's thousand dollars for just a brass picket on the fence with your name on it. Yeah, but you can also buy a picket. With a player on it, um, yep. and it's uh, two thousand dollars for a WA player, yep. six thousand dollars for a, uh, an Australian WA player, yep. and then eleven thousand dollars for a legend of the game. And those pickets will have the debut year and the cap number of all the competitions they've played in for WA and for Australia. So,
1: so if there's somebody listening in right now and they're interested in in getting involved with that, what would, what's the best way for them to? Yeah, do that? they
8: go on to um, pledgepicket.com.au dot au. Um, All the information is on um, the website. You can access it from um, Monday via uh, the WA Cricket website. Um, uh, As I said, it's launching to the public on Monday, but pre-sales have been going out to our members and past players. And we've sold already about $150,000 worth of those. So um, it's a really good opportunity to be part of history and have your name etched in the whack ground.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) And are there other initiatives planned?
8: Yeah, we've got uh, plenty of other initiatives in the sense we've got um, we've got a, a club, if you like, called the Century Club, which is um, you, you can contribute $50,000, go on the Otter Board for the Century Club, 100 people get that opportunity. We yeah. have the first 11, which is $100,000 to be part of. And then we also have the Whacker Ground Country 11, yeah. which is $25,000 to be part of that. And that's a special initiative we did to allow people who are from the country to contribute, have their name on the honour board with the town they come from and um, to really highlight the contribution that our regents make to WA cricket.
1: For for anybody who, you know, sort of values the wacker, and I'm, I'm going to s- the wacker ground as such, yeah. and I'm sure um, we're speaking to an audience right mm-hmm. now that there's plenty of them, yeah. the opportunity is there to have your input, your yeah, name, whether, name yeah, whatever, yeah. through a number of different avenues yeah, that yeah, will be for yeah. immemorial perhaps, you know, yeah. or certainly for a long time ahead or certainly our lifetimes ahead. Yeah.
8: So but there's also, I mean, I started with $1,000. People can also go on to our WA Cricket Foundation website and contribute anything from $2 up um, to be part of the fundraising for the project. Um, We'll um, acknowledge anyone who makes a donation um, either on our website or in the new building, but, you know, from $2 up, it's all tax deductible
3: um,
8: and, um, uh, you know, you're contributing to what is the oldest and most famous sporting infrastructure in WA.
1: Absolutely, and certainly... There's uh, plenty who will be tuned in now who've been coming here for a long, long time yeah. that uh, have so many golden memories, yeah. so many uh, aspects of their life that revolve yeah. around when they once came to the WACA. Yeah, so. that's
8: right. It's interesting. We've talked about with the Pledge of Picket program that, um, clubs where our players started their game, potentially buying their picket and having the club name on the picket. Yeah, right. So there's all sorts of ways you can contribute. Yeah. It could be a company that wants to buy the picket. Yeah. Anything like that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's um, something that I'd encourage those who are tuning in to to get involved with and certainly um, I can assure you that um, Christina in particular and the the board of of WA Cricket uh, have been a major supporter of country cricket for a long, long time now and uh, this is an opportunity perhaps for some of you to dig deep and and give back. So uh, if the opportunity's there, please jump on and do so.
8: I think, Rob, uh, we all know that sport in Australia wouldn't exist without regional Australia, absolutely, and um, it's important that those of us in the city don't forget
1: that. And I think the the number one call out in in regards to all of this is that uh, I know the the master plan of WA Cricket and the Wacker Ground is to ensure that this ground remains firmly a community based ground, absolutely. and the opportunities for like what we're sitting here watching yeah. now, uh, a bunch of. Um, 15-year-olds yeah. living out their dream, yeah. playing on the, the holy grail of yeah. the whacker. Yeah,
8: that's right.
1: And um, that's, that's what we're trying to capture. That's what we're trying to ensure the future of. So, Chris, um, thank you so much for joining us today on, on out on the paddock. Um, there are so many uh, people who uh, love the opportunity to, to see you on TV and <laughs> see, see hear your voice, and, and we want to thank you, take this opportunity to thank you for your support for WA Cricket over a very long period of time now, and hopefully we've got many, many good years to come.
8: Terrific. I'm always pleased to be part of this and also um, supporting country cricket. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.
1: How good was that? Thanks especially to the kids, the players themselves, who have made the sounds of Country Week come to light in this episode. It was a joy to hear their voices and to hear the sounds that have made this an iconic program over so many years, 60-plus years. Thank you to Rachel Norman for capturing those sounds. Thank you to Christina Matthews for sharing with us her thoughts on how important WA regional junior cricket is. Um, And thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in and hearing the sounds of Junior Country Week. We look forward to you tuning in again very soon to the next episode of Out on the Paddock. Stay safe and stay
0: well. always love the oohs and the ahs.